0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be around the world when you watch this episode of Align with Lina. And as always, I like to bring ordinary people who, just like you, just like me, are undergoing an extraordinary spiritual awakening. And I have the pleasure of speaking with a delightful woman, Heather who had invited me to her podcast, and we had a conversation over there primarily a lot about, actually, a lot about a Course in Miracles. And because, as you know, I'm a student and a teacher of A Course in Miracles, I thought it'd be a perfect, perfect person for you guys to hear her story, to hear how she is undergoing her transformation. And as always, we all learn from each other because, after all, we are mirrors for each other. So, Heather, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you here.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. It's nice for the tables to be turned.
0: Yeah, it is. It's always fun to do that. I always enjoy that. Um, And as always, I start with every single person with the same question. to kind of put us all on the same page. And that is when did you begin to realize that there was more to life than what you have been taught is what you were supposed to be do and have to be happy?
1: Honestly, around 20 years ago, so I was a teenager in high school. I remember my first personal development book was The Four Agreements, and I read that when I was 15 years old. And it was at 15 that it's like following the norm never felt good to me. It didn't feel right, but I also didn't want to not fit in. So I had this, you know, tug of war in my mind of, wanting to be a part of the thing, but not feeling aligned with it. So fast forward, I ended up following the norm. I went to college. I got a degree. I worked at the corporate ladder for a decade. And finally, I hit this point. I was like, what am I doing with my life? I've chased all these things that I don't even want. Nothing was bringing fulfillment. And so really, it started at 15, but I deep dove probably around 30, so six years ago.
0: Mm, that, that is so beautiful to hear that at, at 15, you already were at some level in touch with the true self, the higher self, the soul, the spirit, the part of you that knows you're supposed to be in the world, but not of it. But then you got sucked in and you became of it. <laughs> yes, I know I did. I didn't I didn't even begin my journey until I was 40, let's see, 42, when my mom passed away, 41, when she passed away. And that's when I was able to hit that pause button and realize that everything that I had been taught about being and doing and becoming and acquiring and achieving, it's like I already got all that. Yeah. And that's when I realized, oh, my gosh, I'm still... So, why, why am I so unhappy? Why am I still feeling like this? not enough? And how beautiful that you had that at 15 years old, that truth already activated in you yeah. so that it didn't take you so long to, to begin to pay attention to that nudge. The Four Agreements, to me, it's a powerful book. And if people under, only understood the, the spiritual depth of that book I think the world would be a very different place if we all operated by those four spiritual laws. Tell me tell me about your, go ahead, please com- complete your sentence.
1: Well, what I wanted to share was what just came to mind is I love this saying that, I mean, our, our intuition, that that internal compass is always there for us. It's all, And the Course talks about it as our Holy Spirit. So we're here in this human experience, experiencing duality, good, bad, up, down, black, white. You know, but that's not who we are. But in this split mind, we have the ego living from fear, um, all the negativity, stress, competition, greed, or our true self, our higher self is what I like to call it. We have the option. And Abraham Hicks calls it, what influence are you under? And I love that saying. But what I was going to go back to, when I was 15, I believe that was kind of my feather. You know, my intuitive guide was just kind of nudging me very lightly with a feather. Go, and that's when I started reading the books. But then, everybody, I've heard this from many people. We all experience these kind of feather nudges. If we don't listen to them, then we're going to get hit by a brick. And maybe, you know, that's a big pause in our life. And if you're still not listening, you're gonna get hit by a Mack truck. And this is where a lot of people have had, you know, bankruptcy or divorce or big crazy life experiences because you weren't listening to the intuitive nudges along the way. And my big up, my big wake-up call ultimately is when I was 30. I was engaged to be married. We had just bought a nice big house, you know, the thing I had dreamed of. It was a brand new build with the white kitchen. I had Was doing well in work. I I was, you know, I I was living the life. And I was so unhappy as we learn in A Course in Miracles, the ego mentality is seek but do not find. So we keep chasing these external things to create an internal fulfillment and we're never going to get it. So it was at that time of my life, two months before my wedding, I called everything off and I was like, this is not the direction for me. And that's when. I I just like had a huge paradigm shift and huge transformation and changes in my life. And and that's what got me to where I am today that you don't need to get hit by the Mack truck. Listen to the feather. If if you're still not getting it, listen to that brick. But we're here for a much grander purpose than what we've
0: conditioned to believe. So perfectly said and because that has been my experience. And yes, I had plenty of those those feather moments, mm-hmm. but I did not know to listen to them. Yeah. You know, you you have to to be raised in in a uh, I'm going to say in a thought system that encourages listening to your inner voice, but we are raised in an unconscious system that teaches us to listen to external voices. So you you know, it's mother, father, teacher, preacher, government—they're the ones that are the voice of authority. So we are so conditioned to externalize uh, our, our answers, are our always outside of ourselves. And to me, that's one of the beautiful things that The Course in Miracles uh, helped me remember. And I, too, was a student of still am a student of Abraham Hicks, because if we follow everything Abraham Hicks teaches, I have come to realize yeah. that is how we create the happy dream. You follow your inner guidance. It's always leading you from a place of fun and ease. It is Mm -hmm. always for the expansion of all that is. It is never to acquire. It is always to extend your joy. So if we were to listen to Abraham Hicks for what it really is teaching, it is about as advanced as it can get. And that is what's gonna create the new earth. Mm -hmm. That way of thinking, follow your inner guidance. But until we break down completely this indoctrinated uh, sense of our guidance comes from the outside, we need the bricks, we need the Mac trucks, we need the massive two by force in humanity right now. Yeah. It's in the middle of a Mac truck moment. It doesn't most most don't know it. But that's what we're in the middle of right now because of this this program, conditioned belief to go external for our well-being, for our joy, for our happiness, especially for our safety and our freedom. They're not outside of us. All of that is internal. So when you had that moment of realization that, yeah, it's not outside of you, what began to happen inside of you? Man, so now it's really been this six-year
1: journey of releasing. And as the course teaches, for me, how I describe it or explain, it's a radical shift in consciousness. So Mm -hmm. not only a paradigm shift, and a paradigm is just your model of mental behavior, your habits, actions, thoughts, and beliefs, but this is a radical shift. It's turning your life upside down, or really, I feel like it's more right side up. And so this journey has just taught me about Oh, this word that I just keep getting like pounded the head over is to surrender, to let go of the need to control and to plan. And we're human beings, not human doings. And especially as an entrepreneur, we are taught to hustle and grind and effort and strategy. And you got to make things happen. But as A would say, get on the high-flying disc, get downstream, or as the course teaches – be shown the way. And so that's where I'm really stepping into, okay, I want to be guided. I want the easiest path. I don't need to be in control anymore. I don't want to be in control. And and a motto I keep using is show me the way. Show me the way. And so it's this place of surrender and, and then being allowed because once we lay that, then we can be shown.
0: Yeah. And that is not an easy thing to to transition from controlling things to allowing ourselves to surrender. I mean, for me that process it was about a 10-year journey mm-hmm. and and it was through a divorce. It was through the loss of this this amazing relationship, the the love of my life and watching it unravel right before my eyes. When I saw that the ego got hold of that relationship, and my beloved was being totally, completely hijacked by his ego and there was nothing I could do. I watched my spiritualized ego wanting to stop him from doing what he was doing, wanting to fix him, wanting to change him, and throwing out all these beautiful spiritual teachings at him, realizing something is happening here for me to be paying attention to. Not for me to change, but for me to, to observe And what was really happening is that in part of the surrender, which is very, very challenging to our ego, is that Mm -hmm. what appears to be be falling apart is actually a parting of what is in the way. Mm -hmm. So that relationship in many ways, as beautiful and as wonderful as it was from the human egoic perspective, was very limiting from the grandness of what's possible when we operate in total freedom. And as much as I adore and I still adore him, the best thing that could have ever happened to me was for that to break down because it it entered me into this journey of surrendering my home, my lifestyle, my my finances, my you know my my couplehood, and entering into a place of, of really nothingness because i I walked away from that marriage with nothing. So my mental construct of human um you know i watched all the disney movies this was my knight in shining armor this was my millionaire husband this was my my beautiful house in the city my lake house that was amazing all of these traveling first class around the world that whole world that came with this beautiful package of everything i had become and achieved it's like god took a a pin and popped that bubble and in almost in an instant, mm-hmm. actually it was over a couple of years, but it felt like an instant. Looking back, all of that went away, and I had to discover where well, who am I, without all that. Yeah, and it it was just a, a beginning of a flowering of a beautiful relationship with God, and and it is pure surrender. And surrender is not about surrendering the stuff; it's about surrendering the resistance to let myself be loved by a source that I. I uh hmm. yeah. What the course
1: teaches about relationships, again, I'm newer to this special relationship and holy relationship. But when I read about that and learned, and Nook Sanchez is a great teacher of this, it blew my mind. And what the course teaches that every relationship is a holy encounter. And that's what I love, that we are here to teach each other that we are. All oh, I like to say one drop of a m- massive ocean. We are not 8 billion different oceans. But what I want to share there is you're right. When ego, ego has like blindfolds on a very limited perspective. You know, I, I want to get this end result and this is how I'm going to do it. But when you can let go of that and this whole be shown the way, then how quickly things happen, how easily and well, for me, it's always been and in a way I couldn't have fathomed. Okay. And so that's what I'm just stepping into. It's like, all right. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I just started getting rid of things. I don't want things anymore. I don't want to collect things. Yes, I still like things, but on a whole different scale.
0: Yeah. And that's beautiful that you're so aware of that. And a couple things you you mentioned, let's touch on on the things stuff first, and let's go back to the holy relationships. But on the things part first, we've got to understand, and this is a very challenging thing on multiple levels to realize that we have been indoctrinated into believing that things make us something, that, that the stuff is what matters, that the stuff is what gives us our, our sense of worth, because everything is equated with what it's worth. So self-worth and net worth and stuff worth Mm. has been so totally and completely um, just, just mixed up in such a crazy way. But we are waking up, the Course has come at the time that it has, 50 plus years ago, specifically at the time that humanity was going through the hippie movement. We were moving out of the materialism and moving into the let's just all be happy. Let's just all get along. We want peace, not war. And as, as we began that movement towards let's just be happy, the, the advertising world, the marketing world doubled down on making sure that we got indoctrinated into having to have more things. Yeah. So it is a very, very difficult thing to let go of that the stuff makes us somebody but what we're really letting go of is not that we don't want to have beautiful things it's perfectly okay to have beautiful things is that those things have been given permission to determine our worth mm-hmm. that's what we have to reclaim is get our mindset straight that it's not the stuff that makes us somebody who we are is what is all that can possibly be can we bring that forth without needing stuff to make us look good, to make us somebody. And, and even though it's so simple, my worth doesn't come from my external stuff, the mind that it gets conditioned to believe that it does suffers greatly when things get taken away, when things get lost, when things lose their value, when the stock market crashes, when the job goes away, when the husband walks out of you, uh, on you, or when the hurricane you know blows down your house. Yeah. So it is, that is challenging. How how did you work through all of that? Well, I know you're still working through it, but how has that been for you?
1: What it makes me think that you're talking about is our identity. Mm-hmm. Now, when I can take away that I believe I'm Heather Hakes, but when I can remove my name, my gender, my ethnicity, my race, my interest, my where i live my my occupation when i can re- remove all of the titles who am i and it's at that point that i'm pure consciousness i am energy i am i am light i am love but so are you but you're right and and i've heard that time and time again especially in my own podcast interviews when people lose their identity when they have that midlife crisis or they lose the job yeah people go crazy but that's the whole thing like let go of this identity now you're not that thing you're not even bob proctor goes i'm not bob bob gets it and he teaches the law of attraction and manifesting so you can let go of this identity and still that's a question i just shared with you that i asked in a course group this weekend was wait a minute So I have to give up all these wants and interest? And the responses were, no, that's not what the course is saying at all. But when you can let go of this ego identity, you already are all of those things. And when we live from this space of already feeling fulfilled and happy and joy and emanating love, those things
0: come to us. Yes. And it's, I would say it's even more than those things come to us. It's, you know, you were saying we're trying to, it's not who am I? We've got to get past that. We are not a who, we're a what, mm-hmm. what are we? We are energy. What is energy? It's all that is. What is all that is? That's what God is. God is the energy of all that is. Yeah. So we're learning to cultivate a relationship with what we are. And it's in that place that if I'm energy, And I am, as the course teaches us, just an idea in the mind of God, created by God to create through extension. What are we here to extend but our joy for all that can be created in the mind of God? And the, the biggest, and again, it goes back to we have just been indoctrinated into thinking very little of ourselves into into wanting very little you know people want a you know $15 an hour job or they want a six-figure uh income or they want to have you know to become a millionaire all of those are limitations on what is infinite in in terms of potential yeah but the mind gets conditioned into those things and I want to achieve this by the time I'm 40. I want to achieve this before I die. Well, if you're eternal, there is no such thing as death. There's only multiple infinite uh, times around the merry-go-round that this world is, is what it's about. So that mind that gets trained into chasing really solidifies that the acquiring of those things is what we need to achieve and makes us happy. And that just exhausts us. That, that's all that it does is it exhausts us. So we are we are having to as you said in the very beginning We're turning our mind right side up inside Mm -hmm. out totally completely everything that we thought was true Has not been true and that takes time. So thank you for your commitment to unraveling the illusion
1: But Lana on that note, let's talk about a perfect example and what the course teaches that I'm not a body I am free so if we want to talk about limitations, here we are, the infinite, the creator, the eternal thing, but we're trapped in a body. Like that's that's where all the limitation is. And, and think about mainstream media, right? Everything is about the body, taking care of the body, doing the body, uh, avoiding cancer, and we need collagen. And I think that if we can... And I know this is mind-blowing to be like, what do you mean I'm not a body? I can see it. I can touch it. I It feels so real. But the truth is that I love how the chorus talks about that it's all smoke and mirrors. This is all an illusion. And everything I think the point is to talk about is our mind internally creates our ex. It's the projection, of everything we see outside of us. So the mind, the ego mind has created this body. Mm.
0: Well, it's no different than when you're dreaming at night, you know, when we are totally completely asleep at night, we see ourselves as aliens, we go to different planets, we we can be riding a horse in our dream, and it feels so real. The same thing that happens in the mind that is asleep at night is exactly what we are living awake during the day. It's the same kind of sleep. It's the exact same, the power of the mind. If we weren't believing that we are having this conversation, we wouldn't be having it. It's through our agreements to believe things that makes life a reality. Mm. And it's what gives us its power. So if we ceased to think anything, it would cease to be in our reality. But because we have agreements with one another, we hold structures in place. For example if we didn't believe that we need a government to tell us what to do, that would cease to exist. Mm-hmm. In an instant, if we pull that, that power away from that belief, mm-hmm. it would totally completely collapse. We would become a self-governed world. But because we have agreed and we have given it parties and we vote and we you know, are this party or that party, we have made that a reality okay. that is coming back to bite us in the butt because mm-hmm. it is, as the core says, The only problem that we have is the authority problem. So we give authority externally that maintains the outside as a solidity that is very difficult to realize that, as you said, we projected it out. And these bodies are a, you know, the course, it's really fascinating about the course. The course tells us that these bodies are what we use basically to hide from God. So the whole awakening process is to use this body in service to God yeah. which is what totally destroys the egoic sense of separation once the body as you were as you said earlier becomes nothing more than a, a drop of the ocean so how can we collectively merge our our knowledge of what we are so that we operate as one ocean moving in the same direction moving and even in individuation but operating in the same direction of love versus the the egoic separation of of fear that's what this journey is all about simple but not easy because it does take you got to change your thought system you got to change what you're believing Hundred percent. And
1: that's where I'm at. It's like, okay, this is just my vessel. This is my vehicle for my human experience. And I, I love that. I think of it as a daily prayer in the course. And it says, what would you have me do? Where would you have me go? What would you have me say? And to whom? And if I am just being this light and letting source come through me. And I think we've all experienced that. Have you ever you know, been in the zone? Time didn't matter. Things were happening so quickly and easily. When we can get more into the zone space, for me, a lot of times that's in nature or when I'm creating. I love creating and cooking. And that's when I'm in the zone. And I I believe that's when God, consciousness,
0: uni, whatever you call it, it's coming through me. Yeah. And I would say, it's more you're being it. You're not blocking mm. its it's beingness, its expression in yeah. that moment. Yeah. And if I, I like to offer you something, obviously, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. But nothing comes through us. Everything emanates as us. That When I had that mm-hmm. shift in perception, that I wasn't waiting for something to come to me, but rather I was the embodiment of that. It absolutely began to shift things inside of my mind. And that it took me a while to, to allow myself to be, to be God and the I and the Father are one, you know, which is the teachings of Jesus when he was in physical form. Yeah. Because as you were saying earlier, God, what would you have me do? Well, you know what God wants you to do. It wants you to be the essence of God's love. So you don't need it to come through you. You just need to be the love that you already know that you are. So how do we not be that? It's because we are believing things that are not true. Yeah. So it is a very challenging practice of literally like pulling apart, almost like you have to take a pair of tweezers and pull apart every single thought that you think that is, it's, it's a block too being the love that you are you know that's why in the introduction of the course it says we're not here to learn what love is we're here to remove all of the obstacles that we have built to the awareness that love is what we are yeah so how how do you align with God be love and to me that's one of the challenging things is that God is not associated with just being love if we knew that god is the energy of love there would be absolutely you know we we would know if i'm in, made in the image of that well what is that image is love love extending that that's all that the course wants us to get is that god is every one of us as love extending or blocked that's it i mean it becomes really that that's simple well i but I, not easy i, I just <laughs> want to share in and- if anybody else is, is feeling
1: this too, I used to be extremely resistant to the God word. I never liked religion. I've never felt good about it. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But for me, religion just, it felt yucky. And so to me, I love Pam Grout. She's an amazing author and student of the course as well. But Pam says something to the effect of that has more baggage than, you know, like LAX. And so that's why I believe it comes down to semantics. And and for me, I don't think the words matter and a very spiritual background. That's just what I've studied for now a couple of decades. I love calling it consciousness, universal energy source. And so I just, I would hate for somebody to get hung up on the words because God or Jesus makes them uncomfortable. That would be resisting. But again, who is resisting that ego? Only ego would be resisting the truth. And so I believe we're all on our own journeys there is no one right path we're all going to get where we're meant to be but yeah the the course is an amazing teacher in that once you can get past the resistance
0: yeah, yeah. and in the course it does talk about that you know in in the the relationship that jesus the consciousness that was channeling information through helen Schuckman, was saying that the languaging of the Course of Miracles is very Christian like because it's 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 Christianity meets Buddhism and basically it's yeah. a psycho psychological understanding of religion of religious terms, but it, you're so correct in that I too experienced that I grew up Catholic and I wanted nothing to do with God I wanted nothing to do with Holy Spirit you know it's like fuck that shit I don't that's not part of my reality. Yeah. I did everything that I could to get away from religion. And then I landed to, in this awakening and I'm like, boom, I got to make a relate. I have to have a relationship with God. And I began to hear guidance from the consciousness of Jesus.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's be, probably because it's familiar to me because I grew up with it. If Buddha started talking to me or Muhammad, I probably would have freaked out and not listened to it. Yeah. But it felt like the consciousness of of Jesus. It was really familiar and I I went through, I couldn't say the word God. I hated God. I was angry with God. God took my family. You know, My grandmother died and I blamed God. My parents got divorced and I blamed God. So I had a lot of resentments. As I've learned, it's just part of what the ego does to keep us from understanding what God is. But yeah, God is just a word that we made up. Yeah. God is not what God is. God is a word that we have made up. Yeah, And we have to use mind over matter here. You know, if if you don't care about what it's called, if you don't matter, it has no power over your mind, and that is that is part of the journey is is peeling every single thought, word, and recognizing what frequency does it have? Does it make us feel good? Does it make us feel bad? Does it expand us or contract us? And that that is everything has to be sent through that process. Which back to Abraham Hicks. If it feels good, do it. Yeah. Or Bashar. I don't know if you've listened to Bashar, but it, follow your excitement. If it doesn't excite you, it's not of God because God is the infinite child. Infinite child who is strictly playing, pretending to be all of these different aspects of ourselves. When you were a little girl, did you play, pretend, make believe? Oh, Of course. Yeah. Well, that's what God is. Yeah. God is this 8 billion make-believe aspects of God on the planet, pretending to be all of these different things. But as children, it was a lot of fun to play make-believe, but at the end of the day, we put the costumes down and we knew we were not that character or those 10 characters that we might have played in, in, in one day because i certainly shifted from teacher to student and i was the cook and i was the cleaner and i was the mom and the dad and the you know the baby all in the span of you know a couple of hours i played so many different characters when i was a little girl but at the end of the day i put that down and i knew you know i'm lina so we're just putting down all of these characters these seekers these aspects these roles that we're playing yeah. and realizing we're just an infinite child playing Take it easy. It's not so serious.
1: <laughs> well, and I think, right, anybody new to the course, it seems extremely overwhelming. And I mean, the, the book is this thick. It's like 1,200 pages. And and yeah, deep diving, yeah, <laughs> getting into it, it's just like, oh, my gosh. But I think simply, and that's what's led me to some other authors. So I, I Alan Cohen wrote an amazing book, A Course Made Easy. Read that. Yeah. And then Marianne Williamson, A Return to Love, great books to help you understand the course in a very simplistic. But I think ultimately, my perception, when you boil it all down, all it's really saying is to live in fear or love. And we have that free will to choose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that, if we could boil it down to the simplicity of that, which which are we believing, fear or love, that would be so easy but it's not so easy yeah. to get down to the simplicity of the course because yeah. fear feels so real mm-hmm. and it takes a while to to move through those fears and that is you know the course says that we're using time to undo what got created over time what we've made over what appears to be you know thousands upon thousands of years so it takes a long time to ch- shift our perception and if you think about it as a child who comes in with a blank, you know, it's like we have a blank filing cabinet. There's nothing in there. And little by little we get given the name and our ethnicity and our socioeconomic status and our color and our culture and what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is bad. We like cats, we don't like dogs, we like this, we like that. You eat vanilla ice cream, not chocolate. We live here, we go there. So many things get get added to that filing cabinet. And it gets solidified through a, a 20 some odd years of gathering information, gathering information. So that's why it takes time to undo what we began to solidify over time. And that's only one lifetime. You, you multiply that to however many lifetimes we've had. That's a lot of solidity in, in our mindset that, that is that we identify with who we are based on what we believe. But at the same time as a
1: course teaches it's a holy instant that the what i understand is the moment we choose to surrender to let go to be shown a new way the miracle happens in an instant and remember humans created a time construct quantum physics will tell you that time and space aren't even real <laughs> so this isn't just a woo woo spirituality talk i mean there's science if you want that to prove it So if that's the case, that the only ever, Eckhart Tolle teaches, right? The only ever true moment is right now. There is no past, so let go of it. There is no future, so stop tripping. There's only right now. So if it's true, we can have this holy instant, if I'm understanding it correctly, then why would we put on ourselves, oh, it's gonna take me five years to get that business goal or it's gonna take me 20 years to undo all that. Why would we put that on ourselves?
0: We, only because we are unconscious to to the yeah. truth. Only because we've been taught that. You know, I, I just came from, from meeting my grandchild. My grandchild is in the moment. He is sleeping, pooping, you know, eating, that, that's in that moment. All I could do was be with him wherever he was. Yeah. Does he need a diaper change? Does he need a bottle? Does he need to be held? Does he need a bath? Does he need, you know, what is the need in that one moment? You can't plan for what we're going to do in three hours or or a day because we don't know what he's going to be feeling in, in that now, new now moment. Yeah. So being with my little grandson was a beautiful exercise in presence. And, and just being with what is. But again, it's the conditioned mind because while I was there, I was thinking, okay, yes, I canceled a lot of things. But when I return, when I get back to Atlanta on Sunday, I need to start preparing. I've got to promote my talk with Heather, which is going to happen the following Monday. So the mind begins. I teach a course on Wednesday. I've got a new class that I've got to um, get out there and promote and share. So all of those things about what we're doing are part of being on this, this playground called earth, so that we can have the experiences of the doingness. What has happened for me through this 20 year journey, is that if those things happen, great, if they don't happen, who cares if it's to me, success is just me showing up, I don't need people to show up to what I'm doing for me to feel successful, success me sharing what it is that it has that excites me. And to get the mind shifted, it is a process because it has taken through repetition. Yeah. The solidity, it gets undone through the repetition of the desire not to live under that solidified um, construct. So it does, this this is not for the faint of heart. But I think especially the
1: personal development industry, what I heard recently is it's a multi-billion dollar industry. People are seeking change. They want different realities, but that's the problem. People are seeking it in a book and in a course and in the next seminar. And it's like, oh my gosh, whose quote, I'm going to mess it up, but somebody has the quote that isn't it wild that everything we're seeking is actually, it's just within. And so it's I call it daily disciplines of creating time and space to meditate or journal or I love being in nature but the guidance is there anytime we call on it so why do we keep it it's right here
0: yeah because we have been conditioned into being seekers mm-hmm. and and it's i i think just about everybody that i know enters into the journey, the deeper part of the journey through what I'm going to call the fluff of the the law of attraction, the seeking. I I want to attract more good stuff to me because it comes from an emptiness inside, but it's Mm -hmm. the same law of attraction that once you know who you are, once you know what you are and you're operating from that consciousness, that higher consciousness, it attracts to you. Those beings that are operating in that same consciousness for the fun of the co-creation.
2: Yes. And
0: what I see is happening is that we're on this bridge of deconstructing the old ways, but we're not yet at the place that we are seeing the the new earth. It, it's not yet formed because that requires internal shifts. We once we shift internally, the law of attraction works exactly the same way, which is. to to create this happy dream that the Course is talking about. We are not going to wake up and still be on planet Earth. While we're on planet Earth, it is still a dream. We're just shifting it from a dream of fear and separation and greed to a dream of unification and grace and love. How can we co-create? Because when our mind is no longer conditioned into believing lack, which is what separation is all about, you know, somebody has it and somebody doesn't, Mm from a place of wholeness, we will attract who who it is that we're supposed to play with to co-create events, processes, whatever it takes, inventions that are going to be in the service to humanity. But until we are prepared to give, not to get, we've got to at least shift from being miserable to seeking something that makes us feel better because it is a shift in vibration. And that is a progression that has you begin to realize how valuable you are. But it starts with wanting stuff, with wanting money because the mind is conditioned into that until you get it and realize, oh, well, that didn't make me happy. If anything, it cost me more misery. Yeah. But it's a progression.
1: I guess the only thing I'd add on that now, because I, I did that for years, law of attraction and manifesting, and I manifested, manifested some amazing things. So I want to, on a high level, I think that stuff is important because it at least has people realize how powerful the mind really is. That, oh my gosh, when I focus on whatever it is, how quickly it can come, rather than what most people are focused on, the suck, right? FML, I I absolutely hate that acronym, but FML and that they're victims. And no, it helps people pull them out of that and back into, oh, I create my life I and as Abe says oh I created that I created that and so it's just becoming so aware of what we're creating and if it's not what you want then turning into okay I want more of that
0: I completely agree with you it is a shift in perception when when we can see that we are creating our reality first it starts with stuff You know that's that's the beginning stages yeah. the next level of spiritual maturity is to then realize that you create how you feel mm-hmm. so first we're creating stuff then we what i created feeling bad i created my misery well why am i doing that if i can just as easily look at this thing as oh that's terrible and i can look at it and go okay what's the lesson and then feel good about the lesson if then we begin to realize that we shift how we feel based on what we decide to think. It's a choice, always a choice. What do I want to choose to attract that's material? What do I want to choose to experience that's emotional? That's why Abraham Hicks gives us the emotional scale. If you understand the emotional scale, it's from low to high. We have to shift and lift our vibration. and we have But we have to be honest about where we are. And, and the bulk of humanity is at the blame game. Which is at the very, very bottom because that's what adds to jealousy. It adds to uh, vengeance. It adds to all of that suffering. Well, we've we've got to realize that we have to take control of how we think and how we feel. Once that is done, the next level of spiritual maturity is to realize. Well, then I don't need stuff to make me happy. So first, I go for stuff and realize, well, it doesn't make me happy. Then I manage. My internal, how I feel, and now my happiness is not dependent on external stuff. Then we come to the place well, what does my happy self want to experience? Mm-hmm. Well, our happy self, it, it could possibly want to experience a beautiful house, but no attachment to it. It could possibly want to experience, um, you know, I, I cannot even imagine because I just don't seek for wanting stuff anymore. So I can't even think that way. But what I do recognize is that I want I really want world peace so my mind goes to the place of spending my visualization time where before it used to be about what I wanted to attract in stuff now it's really I want to see a world where everybody realizes that they are my holy brother and sister yeah which is why I refer to people as my holy brothers and sisters you know now I am I give myself permission to not remember anybody's names because really To me you're just a holy sister Mm. so that's how i remember everybody's names because they are my holy brother and sister holy child of god so the mind gets conditioned into the law of attraction attracting a playground where anything and everything can be created you know one of the things that why it takes time to manifest is because while we are in this world we have mixed desires Many of us want good things, but we still want bad things to happen to people that we don't like, you know, that hope that boss gets fired because he didn't give me the promotion or I hope my friend, you know, gets whatever. There's still that desire in the back of our mind for ill to happen to people, the party, you know, political party that I don't like or the football team that I don't cheer for. Yeah, I want him to lose. We send out mixed signals yeah. to move into the new earth. We have to have only one signal. And it is for the greater good for everybody. We want everybody to have health. We want everybody to be happy. We want everybody. Why? Because it goes back to what we started talking about. There's only one of us here. There's only one energy.
1: I have to share with you. And and that's why we're all on our own journey. And I'm And I'm definitely progressing along that whatever you want to call the path, the different kind of levels that you shared. And I am at the point, like, I still want marriage and I still want babies and I still want my dream home and travels because all that lights me up. However, I am understanding that I'm already whole and complete exactly as I am right now today. So I can still experience those things, but it's going to be at a completely different level. And so I think that's where I'm at. It's it's kind of the, well, I still have human desires in this human experience but i guess it's i'm transcending that perception of what those things will add in my life i guess they don't add anything because i'm already whole so it's this constant back and forth of trying to understand okay i still want these human desires but i want to wake up how do i how you know
0: Yeah, and I went through the same confusion, that level confusion. But here's what I'd like to offer to you and to anybody who's listening to this. Begin, this is part of the the Mm self-love journey. Begin to think about all that you would add to that child, all that you would add to that house. When When we move out of what those things will bring to me, we enter into the space of realizing that our desires is is god's desire to experience life through you and through me and and we we have to cultivate a clear a very clear awareness that an infinite creator is creating infinitely mm-hmm. so it wants to create not only infinite people that that's what this this experience is all about you are meant to have those things because you are bringing the joy into them. You are the one who's going to bring the light to that house. Not that you're going to get a house and then the electricity is going to come to it. You are the light that's going to light up that house. You are the light that's going to light up that holy relationship with your beloved partner. You are the one who's going to light up the world with bringing through another divine child of God who would come through your body vessel. So when you get clear that you are the light, you are the light of the world. That's one of my favorite lessons in the Course in Miracles, and it's stated in so many different freaking ways. We are the light. It's that mindset that we have to have mind over matter. We, We cannot continue to live as if anything external of us matters more than our clear and complete awareness of the magnificence of the essence of who we are,
2: mm-hmm.
0: there there is nothing that needs to be added, but there is everything that needs to be emptied out of you. And if there's a baby in you. You got to empty yourself out of, of that. But you got to birth it. You got to bring it out like a book, like a you know whatever it is that you're cooking, your recipe, your formula, whatever song comes through as you know a performer. You are the vessel by which God populates this world yeah. through. Through this, through this experience of separation, it is okay for us to want all of those things so we can fill them up with the magnificence of who we are. That's the shift in perception that we need to have. Yeah. You know why the mind gets conditioned into needing to get? So that we continue to play this game of haves and have-nots, that somebody has what we need to be happy, that, that we've got to work hard and give them all of this money. We're moving into this fifth dimension that we're moving, there is not going to be money. Why? There's not gonna be stuff to buy because whatever you think about, you bring about. The mind over matter that we're headed to is a world that our imagination is going to be immediately manifesting. Why? Because it's fun. Our imagination has been deliberately suppressed by those who knew that as long as we don't realize how powerful we are, We operate from lack, we'll work really hard to make money, and then a few get to benefit. That's why we live in a world of the 1% has it and the 99% craves it. That's not natural law. However, it's a game that we get to play in because we are utilizing our mind wrongly. That's all the Course in Miracles wants us to understand. Our equality is our birthright. Nobody should have more than anybody else. And when you realize that your self-worth is what populates this world, there's no more suffering. There's no more lack. You deserve to have all of your desires fulfilled as long as you fill those desires with the fullness of the essence of your magnificence.
1: Yeah. I love a quote by Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he says, who are you pretending not to be? Mm Mm-hmm. So behind this facade of this identity and this self-doubt and unworthiness and all of our limitations, who are you pretending not to be?
0: Yeah. And that's who we think we are. It's total complete identity confusion. Yeah. And the thing that is going to shift this world is when we no longer believe that there's something missing inside of us. And that that takes time. Yeah. You know, one of the the hardest, uh, the most difficult parts of this journey is to admit that we're wrong about all of our limitations. I know, I know. To,
1: but I think that's where humility comes in. It's like, oh, okay, I don't have the answers, and I don't know the best way. And so for me, that's the mix of the humility and the surrendering to be like, guide me, show me the you know
0: yeah you know surrendering it felt really really uncomfortable letting go all of the material Mm -hmm. stuff all of my accolades and my titles and blah 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 but when i realized that surrendering was giving up resistance Mm -hmm. that's all it was Mm -hmm. it is giving up resistance but that goes in line with cultivating trust oh Girl, preach.
1: I don't, I'm so visual. And I literally just, when you said that resistance, I had this vision of, you know, like we have this huge wall up, we're damming. think of the water, right? The, the ease and flow of our life, what we're meant to experience. And we have this huge dam up. So if we would just release, surrender the wall to let life flow. But you're right. Yeah. I, those have yeah. been two key words for me recently is trust and faith. I don't trust that it's going to be unfolded exactly when I need it. I don't, I, I feel the need that I need to plan trust and faith. So I'm working, I'm working on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, faith is is a tricky one because for me, I discovered that real faith was believing it and I would see it. But the faith that I've been taught in the world is that I had to see it, you know, have faith in that thing. Yeah. So it it everything is upside down. Everything is a constant questioning of what I believe. And you know the thing is that this is really so simple. We we are here on the planet, on this planet, we're having this experience because we wanted to. Yeah. Nobody's here because we're forced. God has not forced a single source. Has, doesn't force itself to be anywhere. It is a choice to be here. So, what if everything was a matter of, well, what do I, what do I want today? You know, the Course in Miracles wants us to be clear about what do we want, and then not put, not damn ourselves with negative thinking, not damn ourselves with with limitations, and that that is part of the playground that I see that we are creating is is a just like the Christian teachings, and I think others do too but I'm more familiar with Christian teachings. So I don't like to quote too many other things, um, but you have to become like a little child to enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And if the kingdom of heaven is within, we need to be a little child again, yeah. that we got so rushed into becoming an adult so that then you could have all these things, but then you become an adult and you're acquiring things and you never have joy, yeah. but it's a little child. You have it all because you imagine it. And that's, that's where we are being invited by the Course in Miracles to imagine this happy dream, to use our mind over matter yeah. and get ourselves back into this place. Like you, that sign behind you, it's all about mindset. Yeah. If your mind is not set on something, your mind is free to, to imagine whatever it wants to imagine.
1: Doesn't the Course say something about... Um... It's being
0: undisciplined,
1: but that mind wandering. Do you know what I'm referencing? Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. totally. It is the ego. It, one of the most difficult things for us to do is, is the discipline of the wandering mind, which is the ego. It's always wandering. Yeah. It doesn't want us to be here. It's wandering over there. It's planning next week, tomorrow, you know, the paycheck, the Friday. I can't wait to go do this, go on vacation, go retire, whatever yeah. it is. The mind wanders. And we have to discipline it and bring it into the space where we come inside and feel the fullness of who we are. Then we can be in the world, but not of it. Mm. And that is the promise. It is a promise. And until each of us becomes that, that comfortable with our holiness, that we can walk around not needing to get anything from the world, when 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 we're each operating in that wholeness, that is how we become the change that we want to see in the world, because we'll stop being takers of things. And for a while, as you probably have experienced, you're observing the insanity in the world and seeing people at different levels of consciousness. Oh yeah. And you can you can spot it, you can see it. Yep. And that that's a great place to be in because that's when you begin to realize how far we've come on our journey. But this, this still, the ways to go is, is the way of total, complete freedom and sovereignty.
2: Yeah.
0: Which is a beautiful thing, but it's, it has nothing to do about acquiring. It has everything to do with extending, emptying ourselves of the holy magnificence that each and every one of us is.
2: Yeah.
1: I think of it as shining the light. And I remember years ago, and I I cut it out. It's on my board over there. But my desire, and I don't know where this came from. I do now. But my desire is simply to be a lighthouse for others. So that truly feels like my mission, that I just want to be. But I have to do these daily disciplines and the practice and, and lead by example. But just to show others the truth of who. I love the line from Lion King. Remember who you are. and that's just what i want to keep sharing
0: and i want to thank you for at at your young age to to have this awareness because my my prediction in in the world of time we have about two more generations that have to be born into you know more conscious uh, parents so for example my daughter is mm-hmm. 32 years old had just had her first child she is so much more conscious than I was at her at her age. You know, my my consciousness did not begin my my journey, my awareness did not begin to expand until I was in my forties. So my children were raised by an unconscious mother, but that the the work that I've done has instilled in her yeah. a level of of consciousness that now she is going to be raising my my grandson, Ryder in a conscious environment, you're gonna be doing the same thing with your children. Those children are going to get programmed. They're going to still get programming from the world because there's a level of consciousness, but it's not totally completely free of conditioning. Mm -hmm. But they will then raise children at a higher frequency of awareness. And in about three generations, we are going to be living in a happy dream. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is moving in that direction. And all the world is going through right now is that big shift in perception yep. where we're seeing that nothing external can have can give us health, can give us wealth, can give us joy, can give us safety, can give us freedom. Nothing external can do that. So that's why it's all collapsing to burst our yep. bubble, pop that bubble <laughs> yep. of insanity. So thank you for you being new. And I'm so grateful that you were willing to have this conversation with me because I know this is part of what continues to inspire others.
1: Yes, Thank you for
0: having me. Absolutely. I am so, so happy that everybody that gets to hear this conversation is going to be inspired by this beautiful being of love and light. Heather, can you please let people know how they can find you? Should they choose to connect with you? I'm sure many will.
1: Sure. So my website is heatherhakes.com. I have a weekly podcast, Mind Over Matter. And uh, I'm on all the social platforms. But yep, just heatherhakes.com.
0: And for those of you who are listening to this, let me spell Hakes for you. It's H-A-K-E-S. So Heather, H-E-A-T-H-E-R-H-A-K-E-S. So that you have that correctly. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you in another episode of Align with Maya. Bye bye, everybody.